Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40, where we help women like you to rethink your priorities to create a life you love in this stage of life. So what's a girl to do to set self-honoring boundaries, to reassess her passion and purpose so you can be a maven of midlife and beyond? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, as one of my favorite listeners, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new daily priorities planner. This reusable planner will get you thinking about your priorities in the seven key areas before your day gets away from you and following through on what matters most to you. Finally, sound amazing? And that's not all. I've got something else for you too. Go grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash daily plan, or just click the link in the show notes and be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have for you. Now let's rethink midlife. Excited to introduce, introduce you to Renee Washington. She's a master life coach, a podcast host, an author, and a midlife maven, which we're going to come back to that definition in a minute. Um, what's interesting is after 28 years in corporate, she created a new life chapter, and it's grounded in passion and purpose, which is what this podcast is all about. And what she does now is she coaches women uh, to break through what's blocking them from their dreams and their goals and to start living with clear, non-negotiable, self-honoring boundaries. So Renee, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, first, tell me, what exactly is a midlife maven? Well, you know, a maven is an expert. But before I get into that, let me say hello to you, Lissa. And thank you so much for having me here. I've been looking forward to this. Um, a maven is an expert. And I love alliteration. So midlife mm -hmm. maven just naturally went together yes, for me. Because, I love that. Yes, I just, you know, I am so passionate about us as midlife women. And midlife is a state of mind for me. You can mm -hmm. be midlife, you know, chronologically that you start thinking about that in your 40s. But I mean, it's, it's about you live until you're not living. Yes. And so you may be midlife at 
40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. My 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 um icons for that are Cicely Tyson and we just lost Betty White. You know, we mm-hmm. lost both of them within the past year and they lived until they died. I, you know, I just can't think of any better way to um live life than not sitting down in it. I mean, yes, we sit down to rest, but I mean, I'm saying that we get back up and we keep doing the thing until we are unable to. So that's, that's my maiden definition. I love that. that. So my next question is this, obviously we don't come out of the womb in midlife. So there's a journey that got you to that stage of life. And then from there to even helping others with that stage of life. So take us back a little bit. Of course, you're not gonna be able to tell us every part, but maybe a few highlights, some things that were a part of your journey to, to midlife and, you know, and up, up to what you're doing now. Yes. So the, the, the three highlights that got me to where I am now, um, I would put under the categories of um, health, divorce, and death. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am someone who was in a corporate career for uh, um, almost 30 years. And I um, loved that career for most of those years until I began to start, you know, not loving it so much. I was also married for uh, a little over 20 years, about 21 years. And same with that. It was it was a good marriage uh, for most of those years. And then it wasn't. And so the short version of all of that is that um, they started I started feeling something about uh, some unrest and some, dis, you know, some unease and dis-ease, which turned into disease <laughs> around both of those areas that that for a long time, I didn't really know what was going on. And I just, things just started feeling not right. And um, I happened to be in at my annual GYN, my gynecological checkup. And I said to my gynecologist, and this was so unlike me because I was at that time, especially I was a very private person. I was the person people came to with their problems. I didn't really go to other people with mine because I was living a great life. I didn't think I had a right to complain about anything. Uh, And so I found myself in my GYN office and I said to her, I'm going to quit my job and leave my marriage. Something is wrong with me. And she's like, okay, well, just hold on. (laughs) She did a blood test and came back and told me I was in menopause. Ah. And, uh, And mind you, at this time I had been silently suffering for a couple of years. Okay. And um, when she told me that, I was like, oh, okay, this is it. This is something I'll just get past and sure. come back to myself. That's not what happened uh, for me. And you, when you hear about menopause, a lot of times you hear about the phys- physiological things, the hot flashes, that type of thing. And for me, it was, it was all emotional. Mm-hmm. And she, Within a few weeks after that, I had a mini stroke and that was, yeah, I had a mini stroke. Yeah. Yeah. So a huge wake up call because after five days in the hospital, they couldn't tell me why I'd had that. You know, they, they told me I was really close to having a major stroke that if I hadn't gotten to the hospital in time and I had, you know, I'd gone to work that morning and it was the, the health nurse at my job 
who diagnosed me as being in the midst of having a stroke and got me to the hospital. And I still praise God for her. Uh And, and, um, but, but while I was in the hospital, that's when I realized that I needed to make some, some changes in my life. And you know how we are, we, you know, hope springs eternal. So I still thought that, you know, I could push through, turn things around in my marriage, went to a lot of counseling, did all the things. And a year later, you know, was not, it was not going to work. And so I ended up getting divorced. And then I had to keep my job, right? Because I got to take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gave me a little renewed energy in that arena. (laughs) But eventually, uh, I had to, you know, come back around to the the reckoning of, of my career, too. And what happened with that, the death part of that was my mom died. And my mom died unexpectedly. She was 74, but she was a vibrant 74. You know, everybody that knew her was just totally shocked because she had a pulmonary embolism and died all, you know, within an hour. And when I tell you that completely rocked my world because, you know, I'm a mama's girl, still am. And um, yeah, just I, I couldn't believe it. And what I came out of that uh, experience um, with was how arbitrary, and you know, we, you know, we say this in our head, you know, life is short, you know, life is, um, but the arbitrariness of life, you know, looking around to see who lived and who died, and it wasn't necessarily based on how you live. Cause you know, I would, when I do talks and when I'm, you know, to um, groups of women, you know, I will talk about this and I will, um, you know, use the example of the Rolling Stones. And I would say, you know, they're all still rocking out in their, you know, 70s looking like death warmed over and they drug live druggy lives, lives of all kind of debauchery. And they're still here. You know, mm-hmm. one of them did die recently. But but, you know, I'm, I'm just. Um, you know, it just came to me that we don't know, we really don't know, um, uh-huh. you know, what life has in store with us, store for us. And that all we do know is that we have this moment. So what are you doing with oh, your moments? My, what yeah. are you doing with your moments? And so I just, um, I, you know, I just began to rethink a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I was on this clock, you know, this corporate clock that um, was telling me, uh, you have two more years to work before right. you can officially retire. And I thought about that from this perspective of you can hold out. And, you know, I'm a woman of faith and I'm praying to God every day, you know, help just change, just change me enough to stay here two more years. And I was, you know, driving up to the company, crying in my car (laughs) before I went in. And I am in a position where I am coaching and developing people, you know, executives, professionals, that's, you know, I'm leading this department that does that. And here I am just struggling. And so uh, by this time, this was, you know, several years um, after I had gotten divorced and, you know, I was involved with someone else. And he said to me, um, my, you know, he, we were, he was my fi- fiance at the time. He's, and I was like, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, and I'm still miserable. And he said, well, maybe God is packing your bags. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that, that just really hit me. 
And I said, you know, I'm sitting in this office and I am externalizing. The company has changed. The company this. And I was like, well, no, actually, it's me. There are 100 people that would probably be happy to sit in this seat. This is about you. You have changed. And you are allowing some external entity to determine the trajectory of your life based uh-huh. on an arbitrary um, time frame uh, that they've deemed is the time for you to retire, which they had changed three times right. in my tenure there. The, you know, they kept moving the target out. Um, it was 50 and 20. Then it was age 55 and 25 years. And, you know, they just kept changing it. And so I said, enough. And um, I will take risks, but calculated risks. I talked to my, I had been talking to my financial planner for a couple of years and he had continued to say, no, this is not a good time for you to leave. And this, this last time I went in there with, in my mind, I said, no matter what he says, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And when I went in, he, um, looked at me and he said, yeah, if you want to go, you can go. And wow. so I did. I left two years before being able to so-called officially retire. Uh, and I left with no plan for what was next. I just knew I had to go because at that point it became a health issue for me. Right, right. That it was not healthy for me to stay. And after I left, I spent a year, um, I had was I love the arts and I had gotten really involved in, in our local museum and I did a lot of art trips traveling around this, you know, and in the midst of all of this, people would continue to call me for coaching. And so I decided to uh, follow a nudge that I ha- that I had to get um, some training in life coaching. And so I got a certification in, in life coaching from the Martha Beck School and uh here I am today. It was it just, you know, it just really was not planned. I kind of, you know, you know, it was planned, but not planned. I wasn't intentionally planning it, but it was waiting for me. Exactly. And so, and so this is, this is why I am so passionate about uh, women, you know, in this stage of life, being intentional about their lives. Oh, you know, so. you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. So many things you said. I'm taking notes here that you know, this resonates with how I feel. The things we talk about on this podcast, you know, the whole title of this is repurposed. Yes. And again, yes, yes. 40 is that arbitrary number. For some people, it could be 30. And I often joke exactly. and say, if I would have known at 20 what I know now, like, where could I be? But I you know. know. But I do have to say, like, looking back, I wasn't ready for it, you know, and as I'm listening to your story, it's like, sometimes it takes us going through all those things and all the struggles and all the, you know, trying harder and, you know, expectations and all the disappointments and all of those things to finally get to that point where we're like, ah, this is it. Right. And then we find that and it just feels amazing. Absolutely. Oh, you know, it's so true, you know, in the midst of what we've been going through for the past couple of years with the pandemic and all the unrest, um, I'm in America, so all the political unrest and all of that and racial unrest, still, I am so grateful that I'm able to say, I love my life. Mm. Uh, You know, I love, I love to travel. When I tell you I love to travel and people have been so um, shocked that I am just content sitting at home (laughs) because 
but you know, I, I travel is like dessert for me. Sure. Uh, the main meal of my life is really good. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful that it's not about escaping from my life now. It's just about experiencing life and ah, you yeah, know, like yeah. living it fully, right? Yes. And I love yes. the fact that you brought up gratitude. I actually have these two jars sitting right behind me on my, on my side table that remind me of the brevity of life and how quickly mm. like you were talking about that. And so I do this symbolic thing um, at my birthday, which is where I move one marble from one jar to the other one, you know? And so it's, I, I've, I've counted out a hundred marbles because I had one grandma that lived to 102 and one that lived to 98. So I figure if I split the difference, I'm going for a hundred, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is like, as you look at the years you've already lived and as that jar starts getting fuller, I'm to the point where mine are almost halfway. I'm not quite to my halfway mark for my hundred, but I'm getting really close. And so you can look at that and have a lot of regret or have a lot of hurt and pain and things like that. But I, I say, be grateful. Like God has I used do too. those years yes. to bring you to where you are and to make you who you are. Right. Yes. And so you can look back and see what are the lessons and what are the joys and what are the, oh, yeah. what are the good things that came out of that? And then you look at the ones yet to come. We don't know what those hold. Only God knows that. We so that's where you have to have faith. Right. And so Absolutely. we're just trusting. I mean, those are going to be full of hard things too, but they're going to be full of a lot of great things. Right. And Absolutely. So we have faith about those, but then that marble that is in my hand that I'm moving, it's like, that's what you said. This is the moment that we have right now to live. And so we want to live that with urgency because like you said, mm-hmm. we don't know how much longer we have, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the habits we've been, you know, we've been doing or the longevity of our family. And so there's that urgency to live repurposed, right. And say, how can I repurpose this moment? right now and make this, you know, count. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love the re re is my favorite prefix. (laughs) So I love the reverse. So, you know, you know, I, I, um, my group is called the, the midlife remixers, but you know, the reset, the rewind, the repurpose, because life is not static, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, I do believe that I have a purpose for being here on the planet. Uh, And uh, that purpose for me is to, you know, to help as many women as possible get free. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are other, you know, you know, purposes uh, that, that, that are connected to, to me and to that. Uh, And so those things can change over, over time. You know, what, you know, I had a, I, I don't have children. I have, um, two nieces. Mm-hmm. And I was very involved with them as they were growing up. I was a very involved aunt. Uh, and so I was very purposeful in being present for them and being available for them. But now they're, um, you know, 30 and, and um, the other one is six years younger. And so uh, they're grown, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so I'm still available to them, but not in the way that I was when they were yeah. younger. So, you know, we, we can continue to evolve and grow. And um, I, I am always sad when I hear a woman say, I thought about this, but it's probably too late. Some variation of that. You know, I'd love to do this, but. Hey friend, just want to push pause to say, I see you. You give too much attention to some things, but not enough to others. You run around busy doing all the things, but don't see the results you want. You put yourself on the back burner yet again and survive instead of flourish. So 
May I ask you a question? Is that how you want to live? Or do you want to create more balance, growth, and impact in this stage of life? If so, I want to invite you to join my repurposed inner circle. You'll start by using my number one tool to design your life, set goals in the seven key areas, and take daily action. Then, inside the group, you'll get coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to create more impact and live it out one day at a time. Not to mention a great community of amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Head on over to lissafiggins.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and join. Now back to our conversation. No, you know that that, uh, it's not too late unless we take ourselves out of that. You know, that's the only, that's, that's, that's a decision that we make. Uh, And so I, they're just to me now in particular, when we are so connected to each other through the internet and social media that we can see now see so many examples of, of, you know, I've worked with women. So, but, you know, men and women who are, are saying, I am going to try the thing. I am going to do the thing. And uh, as Americans, we are so destination driven. Um, But it really, to me, is about the journey. I mean, if you've always wanted to act and you gave it up when your younger years, why not pick it up again? It's not about winning an Academy Award. It's just about the experience of, you know, of learning and enjoying and connecting to a new group of people and new experiences. Why would you not gift that to yourself? Yes. I often say the goal of a goal is not to reach the goal, although that's a great place yeah. to be, but it's, it's, it's the process. It's the exactly on the way there, because if you're setting the right types of goals, that are going to require you to grow because they're not things you've done before, then you can't help but be a different person and become that person who achieves those goals, right? So let's circle back to something you were just talking about, that whole like people taking themselves out of the game and saying it's too late. And I know one of your passions is helping women get past those roadblocks, Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. that are keeping them from those dreams, those goals. I have a whole bunch of dreams on my board behind me. I'm asking women to to send me their dreams. What's your dream this Mm -hmm. year? And I'm putting on a sticker and stick it up there. But yet there are so many things that get in the way. So what are some things that are common ones that you see and what, what advice would you have for someone that might be experiencing that? Oh yeah. So, um, you know, travel is a, is a big thing for the women that I work with, but also there, you know, there are women who are still, they are still in the workforce. They have goals of promotion. Um, there are, um, uh, clients that I have who want to go in a, a totally different uh, direction. I have a a client who one of my favorite uh, client stories is a woman. She's a law dean, and she had always wanted to be a creative writer. And she was is the breadwinner for her family, and she had all this responsibility. And she's you know my children are at an age where I've got at least you know ten or eleven more years before I could even think about focusing on writing, and. I, we coached her through, really, is that really true? Because that's the other thing. When we think about making life change, we think we have to leap off of a building. Yes. There are so many steps, you know, little tiny incremental steps. And to me, it's about a plan. So when we coached through, you know, as we did the coaching work, the flip that she came around to, the mind shift flip that she came to was, ah, you know, I've been telling myself that I'm a law professor 
who wants to write. Mm. She said, no, who I am is I am a writer. Yes. He happens to be a law professor. Yes, it's right. It still comes down to our self-image, right? Exactly. And how, yes. And that's her. That yes, it changed, it changed her whole trajectory because what she did then was when she saw herself as a writer who happened to be a law professor, she was on, I think, around 30 committees. She dropped down to four. Right. She opened up so much space in her life. She hired a writing coach. She started, um, you know, working on her her book. She had much more time to spend with her children and her husband. This is what she wanted in her life. And nobody died. She said, you know, you know, nobody. She said, nobody even really cared that I got off these committees. She said, I'm still doing a great job. I'm still doing I'm showing up, you know, in in my um, in my career. but I have now much more time to do the thing that I really love doing. And she didn't have to give up her job. Right. right. You know, you know, I, one of the things I learned in when I was going through the menopause transition, I read a book about it. And and one of the things the book said was that menopause is a time of reassessment because we, as women in particular, since we're the care tenders and frienders and, be you know that we are the nurturers that we suppress a lot Mm -hmm. we suppress and when you get to menopause uh those hormones start rearranging and they bring up all of your crap and you can no longer suppress it's right there staring at you and it's going to keep nudging you and so what has been suppressed must be addressed and that that can be called for your relationships to be renegotiated with your children, friends, spouse, the people in your life require, you may require some renegotiation because you are changing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you, you know, I did get divorced, but I, you know, I'm like, you don't have to get divorced necessarily. Can the people in your life transition with you, accept who you are becoming? Right. Right. That's the renegotiation. And so when for me, you know, the work that I do starts with identity. Who yes. are you? Yes. Who are you now at this stage of your life? Mm-hmm. And that's how you start that that transition into a new chapter that's bringing into your life what you really want. And you are, you know, as we talked about at the beginning, you are going to have to put some boundaries around that new self definition. So true for yourself and for others. Yes. You know, once you yes. know who you are and you know where you're going. Yes. The example you gave, it, she cleared out the clutter, like the things that were getting in the way that Absolutely. were weighing her down, that were taking up valuable time and resources and energy. The and, energy. You know, focusing on what was what mattered most. And that's what I work with clients on is like, let's look at these seven areas of your life and what, what really matters to you in each one of them. And is that really getting your time? Is that getting your energy? Is that getting your money? You know, or are are they kind of the leftovers and everything else is getting that? And oftentimes, like you said, there needs to be this rearranging to fit so that it aligns, right? We say something's a priority, but our calendar, our bank account, and our thoughts are what show Not exactly. That's one of the exercises that I have clients do is the values exercise. Because, you know, you ask somebody what they value. They can tell you, oh, I value my family. I value, you know, faith. I value friendship. I value. And then, like you said, okay, so how much attention are these things getting? And do you value yourself? 
Yes. Yes. You know, because yeah. a lot of times we're not even on our list. Exactly. Right. Back burner. And you hit it on the nail before we're nurturers, we're caretakers, we're serving, we're giving. We often think, I think that it's selfish to, to think about what is important to us or what would grow us. And really, I'd like to flip it around and say, you know what? It's actually selfish not to. Exactly. He's getting a good version of you. Right. Exactly. Because oh, same thing. Yeah. I say, no, it's, you know, it's self full, you know, full. You, I'm full of myself. And when I'm full of myself, the true, the, the authentic essence of who I am, then I am giving my best. I am yeah. giving my best. Do you want me on fumes? Right. Or do you want me showing up joyful and happy and engaged? And so when you look at it from that perspective, that is going to narrow down who's getting your time, who's getting your attention, who's getting your engagement. And those people that are left, they are getting the best of you. And that is not selfish. That no. Right. Right. And at the end of the day, at the end of our life, that's what's going to matter. Not all the other things that we thought, you know needed to be on the list. And, you know, and we, we always find time, money, and energy for the things that matter, right? If something was valuable to you, you would figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, and so us using that excuse of, you know, it's too late, or I don't have the time, or I don't have the money, or I don't have, you know, the experience, or I don't have whatever, uh, you know, it's really just an excuse. It's not a reason why we can't. So Absolutely. I love oh, that. Yeah. Lisa, yeah. I had a, I had a woman contact me about potentially working with me. And um, then she got stuck on the cost, the investment. And I asked her, now, this is a woman who called me because her grown children had moved back in. She had redone her bedroom, but she was in the basement because they had children and she let them move back in, gave them the upstairs. She was living in her basement and she was tired of it. Yes. And she didn't know how to extricate herself from that situation. So that's why she get contacted me. But when we got down to the investment, now she's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I would like, and I said, so let me ask you this. If, we, if one of your children asked you for this amount of money, what would you do? Oh, she said, oh, I'd, oh, I'd find a way to get it for them. Right. Right. Yeah. And so this is what we do to ourselves. You know, we don't, you know, we don't treat ourselves with the same um, attention and the same, um, you know, uh, love that we would, you know, give to other people in our lives. And so she would get the money for her children, but not for herself. And, and you know so, what? Yeah. It will always cost more later. You know, I think, exactly. I don't think we have the time or the money or the energy or the bandwidth to do something. If we do decide to do that later, it will cost us more. Or, you know, even think like on the health side, you know, by not investing in our health or not investing in a coach that's going to help us with, you know, our goals and, and our dreams and things like that, like down the road, it's going to cost a, a lot more and it's going to demand our attention and it's going to take away from the things that we want to be focused on. So yes, investing in you is, is so worth it. And, you know, and you will get back you know, tenfold is my, is my belief, right? Oh, it's so true. Engage in the process. So true. Love that. Well, we could talk all day because this is, I mean, this is both of our, you know, our, our cup of tea and this is exactly where my audience is. So I know there are some women listening right now who are like, okay, I'm a midlife, I'm in midlife, right? Like what, how do I navigate this and what's next and how do I process these things that I'm, you know, I'm trying to reassess and, and look at and think about this next chapter and 
all the things. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how can someone get in touch with you? What do you have to offer just so there's kind of a place for them to go from here? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so I, um, have a group called the, the midlife remix and I, um, have a, uh, a coaching offer that yes, you can work with me, but you also have a, a newsletter that you can get weekly, um, uh, blogs and newsletter information from me where I'm coaching and, you know, doing a little coaching in there too. So, and that's at the midlife remix.life, the midlife remix.life. I have a podcast called the midlife remix. And I, um, also because I am multi-passionate, that's another thing really quickly is that, Mm -hmm. yeah, some of us, you know, we have that one thing, but some of us like different things. And so what, wherever you are on that continuum, own that and, you know, be true to yourself in that. So um, I also am working with new coaches. I mentor for a life coaching university and I am in a collaboration now with um, a coach and we are mentoring new coaches in the coaching council. So yes. So we're launching that in February, the coaching council. So yeah, for new coaches. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. When you can take and pour into others, you know, this I will always have someone who I want pouring into me, but then I always want to make sure I have people that I am pouring into. Exactly. Exactly. And growing. So I, what we'll have you do is we'll put the links to that uh, in the show notes so that listeners can go on and grab that. And if you're listening and you're thinking of a friend who's in somewhere in this midlife stage, which again, we said is a state of mind, not necessarily a number on the calendar, you know, share this episode with them. Uh, It may be an encouragement to them of they're not alone and it's okay to start rethinking some things and, you know, reassessing and reprioritizing and rearranging what needs to happen. And, you know, and just, I love that you and I both have that faith foundation. So knowing that God ultimately has a plan and created us with a purpose. And sometimes we are, you know, off in some other direction and maybe it's just him, like you said, packing our bags and saying, Mm -hmm. this is the direction I want you to go. So yeah, I love that. And I, I put together a daily priorities planner that has the seven areas that I talk about, uh, which are faith, family, friends, field of work, which could be a business and coaching and things like that, or working for somebody else, finances, fitness, and fun. Uh, because we need to make sure that we're, we're, we're looking at where is my focus, right? And what are my mm-hmm. goals, not the expectations of everyone around me or a society and things like that. So I'll put the link for that free planner in there as I well. But it. I want to end with this question that I'm going to ask all of my guests this year. So of those seven areas, which one uh, would make the biggest difference for you if you focused on this year? And how do you foresee that making a difference for you? Oh, gosh, I, I love that question. I love that you have a planner. Uh, faith, it would be faith for me because surrender has been my word for the past um, couple of years. And it is about surrendering to God's will for my life. And this year in particular, I, I've done a little planning, but not a lot. I really am in this state of curiosity, like, okay, God, I really want to know what you want me to do this year. I want you to lead. I, and I just want to stay open to moving down the path that you are sending me down. And so I have this, you know, thing, this affirmation that I say, God's ahead of me, God's Uh, ahead of me. And so I really want to just kind of surrender that up to God. Like you got this, show me the path, move me along it, you know, reveal it to me. So it would be faith for me. 
Oh, I love that. And we know that, you know, when we're seeking him in those ways, he's going to bless, right? He's going to use all these things uh, to do even greater things in us and through us. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, your journey, your expertise, uh, you know, and being so generous with what you're offering to women. So if you're listening, I encourage you again, go check the show notes for those links so you can make sure to uh, get in touch with us and uh, get some resources that can help you on your journey. And until next time, keep rethinking your priorities to truly create a life that you love. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And better yet, come join my repurposed inner circle for women after 40. You'll start by using my number one tool to design your life, set goals in the seven key areas and take daily action. Then inside the group, you get coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to create more impact and live it out one day at a time. Not to mention a great community of amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps get it seen and heard by more women like you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.